Sophomore running back Michael Allen has chosen not to participate in the final regular season game and has chosen to ultimately transfer from the program. It's almost portal season. Buckle up. You are locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Happy Tuesday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. Our lead for our Tuesday show is, of course, sophomore running back Michael Allen has announced on Monday that he's chosen to not participate in the final regular season game this Saturday against UNC and will ultimately enter the transfer portal once the regular season concludes. Kenton, what were your initial reactions to this news on Monday? It's Honestly, a little surprising, given that I was hearing rumblings of, oh, there had been some injury issues or whatever the case had been, and that was kind of the reason for the limited usage to now see that the transfer portal is, is you know, going to be the option. But it's also a little bit of this is the new world in college football. This is the new way of the world, right? Like, And this isn't to denigrate Mr. Allen or, or any other uh, players in, in today's time or anything like that. This is just the new nature of college sports. This is where we're going to see more player movement than we've ever seen by a lot, by a lot. Like that's just the reality. We're going to see a ton of player movement and some of it will make perfectly clear sense to us. Some of it will not. Uh, But, you know, these young men, these young women, they have autonomy over their careers and all that. And if this is what they decide is best, this is what they decide is best. I I can't really – Go to in deep, go to in depth or in detail beyond that. I, I wish Mr. Allen the best uh, wherever he goes. You know, it, I I know his mom is a wonderful, avid supporter of this show, and and you know we love you too, Miss Allen. But you know, it's we hey, we just hope the best for him, and that's uh, pretty much all I got to say here. Because it again, it it's not that surprising that as the carries decrease or as the the utilization decreases. Guys are going to look for opportunities elsewhere. And so we wish them the best the same way we wish anybody else leaving the program the best. We've certainly been a very loud pro Michael Allen podcast here these last couple of months. Absolutely. All throughout the summer as well, we've been advocating that he should be RB1 coming into this season. We thought the talent level was there. And I think to a certain extent, maybe the lack of stats or maybe the lack of opportunity for Michael Allen, he was a little bit of a victim of the offense struggling so mightily earlier in the season. And I mean, now we're starting to put pieces together, but Michael Allen, I still think the world of the kid, I think he has a ton of talent. He has a ton of speed. Once he gets into open space, certainly needs to probably focus a little bit more on pass block as a lot of concern was angled that way. You know, I think, I I think he will be a good running back elsewhere, but you know, talking about the transfer portal, I actually saw a quote from Mike Elko, 
on Monday in a tweet. Basically, I'll, I'll paraphrase, but he was saying about a week, week and a half from now, once this regular season wraps up, gear up for the absolute Wild West because it's a, it's essentially just wide open free agency now. And you've kind of had a progression of that the last couple, the last couple of years. You're about to see something you have never seen before in the world of college football because Michael Allen, he will not be the last player from NC State to hit the portal. I can no. guarantee you that. But all of this change in NIL and portal, it's kind of taken me a while to warm up to it. And I think where I became, I guess you could say numb, was probably the MJ Morris news. And so I've been a big fan of Michael Allen. I think he will be a good running back elsewhere. But at this point, I'm just kind of like, okay, well, easy come, easy go. We got the portal. We'll be just fine. NC State will be just fine. I've loved what I've seen from Kendrick Raphael. Delbert Mims has been a great asset in the short yardage situations this year. We're going to be just fine, especially because we only have two more games this season. It it is bittersweet. You don't want to lose a guy that you had so much hope for. But at the end of the day here, college football has become a business. This is going to be how it's going to be. And you just got to kind of live with it and keep moving forward. We we cannot afford to sit here and lick our wounds. Oh, here goes another one. We're doomed. There's something going on in the running back room. I don't think it's necessarily any of that. It's, yeah. it's, this yeah. is the new world. These are things that you're going to see happen when players don't exactly have a season that pans out the way that they want it to. They have the option to now freely move about, and you're going to see it take place. And so we certainly wish Michael Allen the best. It kind of sucks that it won't be in the red and white, but – it is what it is. We're going to be just fine. We have a couple running backs coming in next year. For no important reason at all, I'm going to mention there is a decommit uh, that NC State is interested in. On no important reason. <clears throat> he was committed to Michigan State anyway. He probably loves cold weather. He probably, probably just loves snow and whatnot. So it's very bittersweet. We hate to see him go. But at the end of the day, NC State is going to be just fine moving forward. A lot of shopping to do in the portal. Some freshmen coming in. We're going to be just fine. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, I I mean, I would say the same thing. I always say, Wolfpack fans, for the most part, Wolfpack Nation has been super amicable and, and respectful about this, and and that's what we love to see. Um, it is a little disheartening to see the guys that we thought were running back one and quarterback one shut it down for the rest of the year. You know, MJ Morris, whether or not he leaves, is still to be seen. Um, you know, he said he's not leaving. Pop said he's not leaving, so we'll we'll take their word on that. Uh, but you know, it, it is still it is still kind of disheartening that you're like, oh man, those are two guys that you kind of, especially on this show, we own everything that we do on this show. We own when we're right about things. We own when we're wrong about things, you know, and, and we'll own this moment of um, things didn't exactly work out for Michael Allen the way that we thought it would on this show. Uh, but with that being said, again, this is locked on Wolfpack. You know what I mean? This ain't locked on um, Michael Allen, the St. Locked on Grayson Boone, the St. Locked on King Gibbs, this is Locked on Wolfpack. And uh, so, you know, no no individual is bigger than the program, including the head coach, Tony Gibson, don't matter. that it, Everybody is a part of, is, has a part to play. And when somebody no longer feels comfortable playing their part here, that's all right too. Yeah, in, in today's college football world, that's about to get nuts here in a couple of weeks. There certainly doesn't feel like there's anyone on the roster that isn't replaceable. Actually, Peyton Wilson is irreplaceable. Outside of Peyton Wilson, I don't feel like there's anyone on the roster that isn't able to be replaced, whether that's through the portal or developing a high score that comes along in about a year or two. 
Yeah. NC yeah. State will be fine. One more question here before we wrap this up. And I probably know what you're going to say. Do you have any issue with Michael Allen announcing this a week before the season ends as opposed to at the end of the regular season next week? Not really. Only from the standpoint of when your heart's no longer in it, your heart's no longer in it. It's dangerous going out there when you're not in it anymore. It's dangerous going out there when your heart's not in it, when you're not fully sold out on this thing, when you don't want to give every fiber of your being to this thing because we saw with Jordan Travis, we've seen plenty of times. Trust me, I've got three scars of my own. As a matter of fact, four here because there's two on my uh, bicep and my arm. I've got, you know, we we all have plenty of battle scars to show how much um, we've endured for this game. And so the reality is if your heart is not on the field with the team doing, hey, I, I'm going to do everything I can to get a win, by all means, dude. You know, shut it down. Shut it down. I'm, I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, you got a scholarship, so you got to finish the season. Listen, if, if you're not in it, if your heart's not in it, if you need to look elsewhere, do what you got to do. I don't have much of an issue with it either. He played every game of the season up to the Virginia Tech game. Obviously, he did right. not play that one. But because he went down with an injury in the Wake Forest game, and I don't want to speculate injury because I don't know the details. I'm not a doctor. I'd have to imagine the decision here was probably a combination of not being fully healthy. And also Kendrick Raphael has come along. He's earned a lot more of the carries. Michael Allen has seen some of the carries decrease for himself. I think it was probably somewhere in the middle of those two, a combination of the two. And so I don't have a problem with his decision. I don't have a problem with the timing of the decision. And again, it's bittersweet to see him go. NC State will be just fine, and we wish him all the best. Up next, our Tuesday regular, a whole lot of nothing or a whole lot of something after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and use the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Then use simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right. We're back here with a whole lot of nothing or a whole lot of something. As we always do on Tuesdays, we have three more topics to discuss and let you know what we think about it. First one here, Brennan Armstrong looked visibly beaten up a little bit at the end of the Virginia tech game. Dave Dorn said on Monday that he is sore, but he'll be, well, a little bit ambiguous. Dave Dorn said he's sore, but he's good. Whole lot of nothing or whole lot of something? Whole lot of something because why are we doing the kneel down thing where you like run your quarterback around a little bit and get him hit or like right before the moment where he's supposed to get hit, he kneels? Foolishness. But also, yes, I love Brendan Armstrong running the ball and doing everything and laying it all out on the line. I absolutely do. But we talked about this to start the year. He shouldn't be carrying the ball 20 times. 
He, t- he shouldn't be. I'm sorry. I know some people aren't going to want to hear that. He shouldn't be doing that. And so uh, with that being said, you know, the, the chickens are kind of coming home to roost on that one. Uh, but it, it was what needed to be done. This is a six-year guy who doesn't have any more eligibility left. So he's laying it all out for the team. But this is very much so uh, like we knew this was coming based upon his usage. We This is this shouldn't shock anybody. So I'd, I'd say a whole lot of – I guess that makes it a whole lot of nothing in terms of we knew this was coming. I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket here, and I'm going to go with a whole lot of nothing because I think there's virtually nothing that will keep Brennan Armstrong from playing in this game. Not only has he been you know thrust back into the spotlight as QB1, this is his last regular season college game. It's his last home game as a part of NC State. You know, the team has rallied around him these past couple weeks. The energy that he provides this team has been circulating ever since he returned. You know, I've read several things that the guys are really feeding off of that energy and they they believe in him to be the leader of this team. And that, that type of energy is infectious. So I think it will have to be like a catastrophic injury to keep Brennan out of this game. He is as tough as nails, as all of us know. And so... A little soreness, it's going to take a whole lot more than a little soreness. I'm sure, you know, we don't have the exact details. I saw a lot of people were commenting on potential some damaged ribs. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't have that information. But it's going to take a whole lot more than that to keep Brennan Armstrong out of this game. So I'm going to go with a whole lot of nothing, and I fully expect him to play on Saturday. Next one, we mentioned in the first part. Michael Allen is leaving the program, leaving Kendrick Raphael and Delbert Mims left here in the backfield. Do you have concerns about the running back room moving forward? Whole lot of nothing or whole lot of something? I'll say a whole lot of nothing only because of how creative Anai's been getting with moving the ball on the ground. I'd say a whole lot of nothing from that standpoint. And, you know, going forward in terms of team planning in the future and all that, I can see it being a problem, but Right now, in terms of this Saturday's game and all that, you know, I don't see a ton of difference um, this Saturday evening in terms of what we were going to get in game plan if Michael Allen was there or is not. I'm also going to go a whole lot of nothing. I really don't think for this game particular on Saturday, I don't think a whole lot changes. And I say that respectfully, but Kendrick Raphael has been pretty solid since stepping up into more of a lead back role. And again, Absolutely. I mentioned Delbert Mims Absolutely. has been an absolute bulldozer for us. With Robert and I's creativity, the determination behind this team, especially in this rivalry game, I'm going with a whole lot of nothing. You know, I, I don't have any concerns as far as the running back room goes in this game. But as I kind of mentioned a couple minutes ago, I don't really have concerns moving forward after this game either. We're going to have to go shopping in the portal. We're going to be developing some new guys coming out of high school. I think there will be plenty of talent to replace the void being left behind of Michael Allen. So I'm going double whole lot of nothing on this one. Last one here. NC state is home underdogs for the third straight home game. UNC is favored by two and a half in Carter Finley. Whole lot of nothing, whole lot of something. Whole lot of something. Whole lot of something. I love it when the Wolfpack don't get their respect. I love it when the Wolfpack are counted out when they're up against it, when everybody's saying, oh, this team is horrible, they've got nothing, they can't do it, because that's when the law of the wolf goes. When you expect the least, that's when you get the most. 
and they've expected nothing out of NC State. The reality is, you know, in terms of, of home games against Power 5 teams this year, have we been favored in any of them so far? I mean, you look at the Notre Dame game, we weren't favored in that one. You look at uh, the the Clemson game, we weren't favored there. You look at the... Um, you look at the Miami game, not favored there. You look at this game, not favored here. Love it. Love it. Keep the disrespect rolling. Whole lot of something. I need it. I need that home underdog. As if we needed any more motivation for the big one. If you needed any more motivation to get Tony Gibson's guys fired up a little bit, you know, count them out in this game. Please count them out in this game. They're going to be home. The environment on Saturday night will be an absolute madhouse it will be chaos it will be the best crowd of the year again we're four days away from that i can already tell you it will be the best crowd of the year and so as if this team needed a little bit more of a push coming into this one they're home underdogs again so the more i think about it i do think that they've been home underdogs in every single home game against a p5 opponent so bring it on Bring it on. We focus in on every single game. It goes without saying that this one, it means more. It's it's a yeah. little bit darker circled on the calendar. You're not supposed to do that. We do it. It's a rivalry. We want this one. It doesn't matter how it gets done. We want this one. And UNC fans can call this our Super Bowl. I think if you're already calling it a Super Bowl for us, I think you're already losing the mental battle here. You're yeah. You're already behind. Yeah, so 100%. doubt us at home. We love it. Hungry dogs run fast. Hungry wolves run fast. I think it's, I think the whole, this is your Super Bowl thing is funny because it's like, so what are y'all playing for here? I'm confused. Like what, what is this elusive thing that, that, that the heels have to play for that we're just unaware of that's out there for them. Last time I checked Louisville ended all of the guessing, all of the hope and all of the wishing, all of the dreaming with their win. and. Losing in Death Valley ended the hopes of the Hills going to uh, the the conference championship, even if Louisville lost as well. So what's what? I mean, this should be your Super Bowl. You you have nothing else better to do. But it, uh, listen, if you want to come into the game uninterested, because you know y'all are the cool kids and y'all are so cool that you don't have to be interested in football games. You just show up, and your Heisman winner can beat everybody. And in, in the red and white, he could beat everybody, you know, except little Ben Finley. Mm. <laughs> well, 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 that doesn't count. You know, they, it, it, b- b- before that, you know, the, the quarterback before him could beat everybody. I was the one who could beat every. Well, except for Devin Leary and the Mecca Mezzi. Mm. Mm. What a, well, in the words of one Navadius Wilburn, it's an evil world we live in. It's an evil world we live in. Up next, we're going to close out our Tuesday show with some of our favorite moments from this football rivalry with UNC after a quick word from our sponsors. Our second sponsor of the day is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is simply the most fun you can have this fantasy sports season. Now, with basketball season here, you can choose combo projections across football and basketball using the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So for example, you can choose LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo for three pointers made and receptions. If you want to play alongside some of prize picks, favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find the community plays under the promos tab of the app. 
This includes entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each and every week. And of course, prize picks also offers their reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So head on over to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, last couple minutes here of our Tuesday show. Thought we'd start GTHC week early here. We're going to give you some of our favorite moments of this football rivalry with UNC. Kenton, I'll let you go first. As someone who played in this rivalry, tell us your favorite moment. Yeah, so my favorite moment was uh, 2014, uh, that win. Obviously, not just because, you know, I had a a pretty good game, had a couple tackles and all that in that game and whatnot. not just because a uh, I, I feel like I've told this story before on here, but just in case I haven't, I decommitted from Illinois because the defensive line coach's grandkids told me he was leaving. He told me, oh, there's no way I'm leaving. I love it here in Champaign. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be here until they don't want me back anymore. And then lo and behold, after that game in Chapel Hill, I see little old Coach Gilmore. That was his name, Coach Gilmore, uh, across on the other side of us. So that was great and all, but what was even better was one of our captains at the time, Hakeem Jones said, um, Marquise Williams is is soft. If you hit him hard enough, he'll quit. And he did. He did. We whooped the absolute wheels off those boys. What a game. What a time. What a devastation. And the best part about the entire game to me, or the best part about the entire experience to me was afterwards. Um, We said, we'll clean their locker room up. We'll leave it in pristine condition because that's who we are. We're going to whoop your tail. But afterwards, we're going to let you know, hey, you played the Wolfpack. We got some class about us, because that was also the same year that they trashed Duke's locker room after beating them. So that was uh, that was my, my, my favorite memory from this rivalry so far. We've had several elite moments here just these past couple of years, whether you had Devin Leary to a Mecca times two within the last couple of minutes of that game in Raleigh. Yeah, little Ben Finley taking the reins over in Chapel Hill, leading us to victory last season. I'm going to go a little bit different just because those two are probably the most common answers with recency bias. I'm going to take you back to 2018. That was the five-touchdown Reggie Gillespie game. Now, UNC was bad that year. I believe they finished like 2-9 and nine or 2-10. and ten. We were favored in this game, and it still went into overtime. And I found this entertaining. This is super petty, but it is what it is. I found this super entertaining because despite we had the far and away a better team, we were favored in this game. They took us to overtime. So it was almost like dangling little carrot saying, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. You got to be quicker than that. You almost had us. Not quite. We're going to beat you in Chapel Hill. Reggie Gillespie is going to have five touchdowns, including the game winner in overtime. And there's going to be a little bit of a skirmish after that final score, a little bit of a brawl broke out in the end zone afterward. And, and boy, did we win both. That's what I'm saying. We, we we picked up two wins in a short amount of time over in Chapel Hill. And so, I mean, such 
such great moments here these past couple years. Looking forward to hopefully making another one on Saturday night. But things like these moments where there there is a brawl after the game or one team is favored by a lot and they still go to overtime. That's what makes this rivalry so great. And something that Dorn said that is evergreen about this rivalry, you throw out the record books, you throw out the momentum, you throw out the rankings, all of it. Because when these two teams come together, anything can happen. And that's what makes it so much fun. And I guess even more fun for Wolfpack fans because we've been on the winning end of quite a few of these in recent memories. So those are our two favorite memories so far. Looking forward to hopefully adding to that collection here in the near future. Make sure you jump in the comments and tell us your favorite moments from this UNC football rivalry. I have a pretty good idea of a lot of the uh, the common answers, but if you have an uncommon answer, we want to hear it. What does this rivalry mean to you? Let us know in the comments. That'll do it for us here on Tuesday. As always, thank you all so much for the support. Make sure to drop a like, drop your comments in the comment box like I just mentioned. Mash that subscribe button. We're very, very close to 900 and beyond. We will see you all tomorrow. Until then, typically we'd say go pack, but it's different for this week. Go to to hell, Carolina. Carolina.